Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Yeah, welcome to Going Greyhounds on your Thursday morning right here on Sky Sports Radio. Simon Orchard with you as always and we've got a real treat for you on the program today. In just a few moments' time, I'll be talking to the outgoing Greyhound Breeders, Owners and Trainers Association CEO, Alan Hilsinger. That's the GBOTA for short. Hilsinger took over from Steve Noyce around 12 months ago, but he's already handed in his resignation. And in an article published on the Greyhound Recorder website a couple of weeks ago, Hilsinger said, I was very used to moving quickly and getting things done without being disrespectful at all. The framework I'm working within here really isn't conducive to that. He went on to say, I want to change Greyhound Racing for the better, and I've realised that can't happen in this environment. As a CEO, you need to be working on the business, not in the business, and I'm forever putting out fires. Well, here we go. Turn your volume up, strap yourself in, as I say good morning to Alan Hilsinger. Morning, mate. Morning, Simon. How are you, champion? Yeah, I'm going fantastically. Hey, let's address those comments off the top. You seem like a really motivated man and a guy who's got... Greyhound Racing right at the forefront of your mind. Uh, you seem like you want to get things done and improve. What roadblocks did you run into in the last 12 months? Oh, look, I think it's structural um, as much as anything. And, and there are processes I'm exiting out here with some processes in place, at least at GBOTA, which are addressing some of those structural things. They could take 12 to 18 months to unfold and um, come to fruition, I suppose. So for me, I, a lot of people know that I didn't take this role for the money. Uh, certainly didn't take it for the title. I came in to really have an impact on greyhound racing. Um, I own my own property. Robbie Andrews trains all my greyhounds, and we've got about 25-plus greyhounds at the moment. And For me, this was about impacting greyhound racing and um, seeing what changes we could um, go about making over and above anything else and um, you know, on top of having my own couple of businesses that I really want to um, head back into pursue. That's uh, probably been the biggest one. But, yeah, you're spot on. It's it, To me, I think... The way we're structured at the moment amongst a whole bunch of different things, the politics, the the people that want to uh, kind of get involved and um, put those roadblocks up is definitely frustrating. And I think, um, yeah, over time, hopefully that uh, that changes. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on that fence, mate. Hey, we'll uh, talk about your love of the sport in just a moment, but let's just touch quickly on structure and governance of the sport. So, my employer, GRNSW, work alongside, I guess, GBOTA to deliver and improve on the sport of greyhound racing in the state. The Greyhound Welfare and Integrity Commission, or GWIC, does the same. Some will argue, Al, that these separate organisations are doing the sport a disservice and that we should unite for the greater good. Do you ever see that as a possibility? And if not, why are these separate entities beneficial for the sport? My great question, loaded question. I do see... Look, again, it comes down to structure. I'm always, even in my um, business consultancy, I've always talked about um, structure has integrity. And that being that when there's a weakness in a structure, that's when things don't go right. So I think structurally, certainly things need to be adjusted. There is definitely a spot for each of those organisations. And I think the key is that everyone understands what they're there for, why they're there, and they have very, very clear guidelines on how they're working together. And traditionally, that hasn't happened and why isn't that? The, I think it's progressing. That's that's for certain. I, I know what that's one of the key things that I've um, enjoyed is in that 12 months building those relationships. I think historically, when you look at it and you talk to the, the person who knows GBOTA, who knows GCNSW, and they'll tell you that historically they wars probably not the right word, although at times I think have been, but they've certainly not aligned and not got on. It's been more of a battle than actually collaboration. And you know, credit to 
Rob McCauley and to Wayne Billet, um, working with myself and, and the whole crew at um, GRNSW, this last 12 months we've certainly worked on a number of ways that we can change that and it's not an overnight fix. I think the challenge is where, where it sits at the moment and why people are probably frustrated is that you have G, G, uh, GRNSW who are now running a number of Greyhound trucks and that creates a, um, a real bias in there. And, and I'm not saying they are biased, I'm just saying it creates a perception of bias. So you have them running some Greyhound racing tracks but then you have the other tracks that are going, hold on, why are they getting this and this and this and I'm not getting this? And then GBOTA members view the same and go, oh, why are they doing that? And that's what creates it. And I think perception is real and it's real to the people that perceive it. And that, to me, is a real challenge at the moment on how that is. And the reality is that, um, that if you look at every other sport and those that are involved, let's just use basketball. My background um, 10 years ago I was a CEO of a couple of different sporting organisations in basketball. And, um, and if you look at that, the commercial outfit, let's say Basketball Queensland for where I was, was the commercial outfit and they stayed away from running associations and running competitions and all these kind of things and they outsourced it to them for that exact reason because of the perception and then it was just a matter of um of being able to collaborate through that so is there and i also think on top of that you actually need that moderation you need that because if g uh, i keep getting the, the letters around the wrong way but if grnsw <laughs> want to make some decisions that are not participant orientated then it's, again, it's not a disrespect because there's been a, a lot of people in both uh, GRNSW and GWIC who have been around the industry for a long time, but there's not a lot of them who are in the industry. There's not a lot of them, like for GBOTA, a number of our staff, including myself, are in the game. We feel the loss. We feel the win. It's the highs, the lows of being a participant. We feel our trainer. You know, when Robbie's on a high, I'm on a high. When Robbie's struggling for some wins, I'm struggling because I'm feeling for him. So we're actually in the trenches. And if you don't actually have that moderation of, of an organisation that's in the trenches, trenches, and that's the same as GC and SW, the collaborative of um, all the clubs, Greyhound Clubs, New South Wales, if you don't have that, then you don't have a moderator that is actually controlling it and it becomes an absolute monopoly. I think, um, yeah, it's to me, the biggest thing is finding the right structure and, and people working on the right, um, I suppose, ensuring that everyone understands where each organisation fits within within all of that as well. So probably a really loaded question, mate. We could go a, a whole a whole show on talking talking about it. And I think the other part is um, understanding that, you know, historically we've got to this point. Now it's how do you make that work? GBOTA, I don't think it's any secret that GBOTA is extremely um, financially sound. Let's just put it that way. And um, moving forward, there's, there's only, only so many dollars that can be invested into tracks, new tracks, upgrades, and you know, we've been working closely with GRNSW on some potential collaborations, um, including in the Central West and other locations. And I think what you don't want to have is a battle where people are trying to battle over those dollars um, you know, purely through ego. It's like, how do we sit down and work out a strategy where both organisations absolutely win? And I, I definitely think there are, are ways that you can do that. You mentioned the Centre of Excellence out in the state, Central West, Alan. I know the participants out there are clamouring, they're desperate for another track or facility. Is that a project that's going to go out the door with you or is it still firmly on the GBOTA's radar? Mate, 100% on the radar. I've actually given them a commitment that I'll, um, and, and with um, the consent of the board and obviously um, the incoming interim CEO, Daniel, that I'm going to stay in that project all the way through to um, see it through. 
Uh, it's going to be touch and go if it's before my uh, tenure here finishes officially on June 9. Um, and then if, if it still is, then um, I'll still stay committed to that, provided that um, they're still happy for me to go through with that. I would hope that by the middle of June, we are making some genuine announcements around uh, what the future is out there. And it's it's strongly in process. So let, let's just put it that way. I think, um, I think it's just a matter of a final few little negotiations between all the organisations. Hmm. You there, mate? Yeah, sorry, we've still got you. Keep going, Al. Yeah, sorry, I was just saying, it's just probably uh, the final negotiations between each of the organisations when you've got council, government, GRNSW, GBOTA in there. But at this point, everyone's on the same page and, and just tweaking those final little things as well. We're talking to the outgoing GBOTA CEO, Alan Hilsinger, handed in his resignation a few weeks ago. As he said, Al, you finish up on June 9. 12 months is not a lot of time in the job, mate, but you do leave with some notable achievements. What are you most proud of in your time as CEO? Mate, uh, yeah, it is. I think some of the things that um, I've left as well, which will unfold over the next 12 to 18 months, uh, and I'm sure Daniel will do an um, unbelievable job because he's been there as um, as my right-hand man throughout, which is fantastic. So it's not like somebody's coming in and not knowing what's going on and, and not wanting to pursue those things. But as far as ticking the boxes, uh, definitely relationships. I think, um, as I mentioned at the start, the relationship between GBOTA and GRNSW traditionally has not been uh, strong and for myself, I've really enjoyed building relationships with um, with Rob, with Wayne, with a whole bunch, you know, yourself, and obviously everyone within within GRNSW. And um, I would dare say that there's no issue at all with any of us picking up the phone and talking. And, and we've had some great conversations. Do we always agree? No. Which is, again, why I think there's a, a platform for different organisations. But do we get to some good um, good outcomes? I definitely feel like, like we have. Same with government, state government and um, and GWIC. So I think those relationships has been a big um, box ticked. Um, corporate, our corporate sponsorship. So we signed off on the largest corporate sponsorship in Greyhound Club history across Australia. And um, that one was, you know, it doubled what we were previously receiving and has also secured up um, some very, very nice funding for GBOTA uh, for the next three years with a two-year option um, and in on the back of that, we also negotiated through to, to launch a sports bar at Wentworth Park, which um, in the first couple of weeks has been phenomenal feedback. I think it's something that we really wanted to focus on is changing how the participants, um, the participant experience and also others. Uh, last Saturday night, we had a number of people turn up that weren't participants that enjoyed the sports bar there as well. So there are a couple of them um, culturally. Our staff, we have um, six brand new staff as far as head office um, goes since I started. So there was a, a real, not not that there was a fragment as such, but certainly our attitude within the culture of the staff here has been very much one of improvement. We don't believe or claim, or the, the attitude around here is we don't claim to know everything and we certainly want feedback. So whether we do something great or we do something uh, not so great or we make errors, we're open to the feedback and then uh, implementing those policies. So that and modernising the association, which is, to me, that's, that's the legacy there that I, I really, really hope continues through we've started a process we've partnered with an organization who are extremely high level at what they do within um, reforming associations and that's not just the board the constitution the way we structure policies processes and i think that again as i said at the start structure has integrity and if we can get the structure right within gbota then that can filter through on everything else so that's one that while i've started it uh, I, I won't be at GBOTA when it finishes, but I'll certainly be watching with interest and I'm, um, I'm sure I'll be staying in touch with how that process unfolds as well.
Al, two more before I let you go. Look, this next topic is one on the lips of, I reckon, nearly every participant that I talk to, especially in and around the city at the moment. The future of Wentworth Park, we know the lease is up in 2027. We know the New South Wales government has declared and gone on record to say that Greyhound Racing will be out of Wentworth Park um, at the end of the lease. What is the future of Wentworth Park, do you think? Mate, that's really in the... uh, spin my words out, in the negotiation of the Labor government with us. Um, So prior to the election, we received a letter of commitment from the Labor government, from uh, the then Shadow Minister, um, committing to working with GBOTA on a resolution to move out of Wentworth Park, which would um, no doubt include compensation for doing so. So now it's um, down to working with the Labor government with um, the current Racing Minister, David Harris, which we're uh, hopeful of seeing in the next one to two weeks, um, as well as working with Chris Minns and the Labor government to see what that actually looks like. And, and again, that's one of those ones where GRNSW and GBOTA have really worked hand in hand. So we've been working with GRNSW on a lot of the negotiations pre-election. All the groundwork's been done. Now it's just a matter of what that looks like. And as you said, September 2027 will be out of Wentworth Park. What that funding looks like, where that goes, is still very much up in the air. However, the Labor government are 100% committed to working with us, which is a real positive. So now it's just a matter of what that what that looks like. And um, yeah, one of the many, many things I think that the future of Greyhound Racing um, kind of are up in the air with, right? Absolutely, mate. Hey, we've talked a lot about your job with GBOTA and the CEO role. Let's talk about something that's happened around the track involving your boy, Integrity Mate. Of course, you yeah. own... Uh, him, you mentioned working with um, with Rob earlier. You won the inaugural Thunderbolt at Grafton last year, and he's only been retired in the last week as well, mate. How about you finish off by giving us a bit more information about him and how's the ride been over the last 12 months especially? Mate, absolutely loved it. I, I mean, I got back into, and I say back into, I've been in greyhound racing all my life, in and out of it as far as um, the level that I've been committed. My, my um, father has built a multiple um, greyhound properties and, and been in it, his best mate was Gary Ralph, who owned um, a legend of, of the sport in Roanoke and roamed and trained with Roger Green. So um, I got back into it a number of years ago when my dad retired to just have a couple of greyhounds that we could play around with. And that kind of evolved into them buying a property at Casino. And I've got a um, business partnership there with Robbie Andrews, who, who trains all our dogs. And um, yeah, we managed to buy um, Integrity Mate off um, Brad Barnes. He, he had a litter there. He reached out. I I decided to buy one of them, which turned out to be Integrity Mate. Robbie read him, and um, from day one, he was he was super exciting, and he was just very, very raw, and reaching through to win that Thunderbolt, mate. When you talk about the impact that you have on people's lives, um, you know, for me, it wasn't about the finances. It was when I turned around to see my dad, who's been in, in it all his life, and as a young guy, had a number of greyhounds, but never won like that, to see him have tears and um, and kind of that be... Wow, to win a $75,000 feature race like that and then to see what it does for, for Robbie, that's that's what I love about the game, mate. It's It can literally change people's lives overnight and um, you know, massive kudos to Rob for what he did with um, with him to get him to win that. And obviously winning on the nose and the whole family being there, it was it was something special. And then, um, mate, yeah, last um, last week he he was back to his... We knew he was going about to be back to his best too and four or five lengths in front and then, um, you know, dropped his back muscle. And um, as Robbie said, you know, probably six to nine month journey. And and really, he, he's done what he needs to do. He, he's such a phenomenal dog, both on the track and off the track. Off the track, he's every bit the same dog 
but he's on the track, just a beautiful, beautiful animal, and um, he deserves his retirement now. He's earned us 140,000, and and um, and the memories for sure. So now to to look at the new the new clan that are coming through. <laughs> well, our look, a fascinating chat, mate. Hopefully, one that plenty of participants, owners, trainers, whoever's listening will appreciate your enthusiasm for the sport, mate. It stands out. You're a successful businessman before you took on this role. I'm sure that'll continue with whatever endeavour you chase from here on out and enjoy spending more time with the family. Thanks so much for taking some time to chat with us on Going Greyhounds this morning. More than welcome, Simon. Greatly appreciate it, mate. I'm sure I'll be around the sport, so I look forward to catching up with everyone as a participant again. There he goes. Outgoing GBOTA CEO Alan Hilsinger finishing up on June 9. Now, just quickly before I go today, there's a lot of buzz around at the moment for the State of Origin Series. Game one, we know, less than a week away. Well, tomorrow, New South Wales is announcing its Greyhound squad for the annual State of Origin Series. This isn't a joke. This happens every year. It's happening up in Queensland. Our selectors have been putting together a 25-dog squad for the series. There's a sprint, a staying, and a match race to be held at Albion Park, while the straight of origin to be run up the straight will be held at Capalabar. Will She's a Pearl lead our team in the battle? Has Golden Easter Egg winner Simply Limelight recovered from injury? There's a bolter in the field as well. Could it be like Wildfire? He broke the record at Gosford on Tuesday night. He's undefeated, one of the rising stars of our sport. All will be revealed tomorrow on the dogs.com.au final teams to be named on June 9. If you want to have a bet today, best bets around the state. Goulburn, race seven, number four, Mr. Yellowstone. Gunnada, race three, number three, Patches Point. And Dapto, race eight, number seven, Trunky John. The Casino Beef Week Cup final is on tomorrow. A massive week up there. We hope everyone is enjoying their time in Casino. That's going Greyhounds for another week. I'll be back same time next Thursday. But in the meantime, happy punting and hooroo.